Hello, everyone. My name is Julia Anderson. I'm a conversation designer, and today I'm going to be talking about a classic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, but looking at it from a different perspective and seeing it as a guide to conversation design rather than a typical self-help book. I'd like to thank WitLingo for having me today to present at Lingo Fest. And for those of you in the voice and conversation design space, I hope that you can take some of these principles and foundational techniques into your day-to-day -day work. For those of you not in the voice or conversation space, I still think a lot of these tips and foundations, foundational principles will be something that you can take with you, fuse in your everyday conversations and interactions. I'm gonna be covering three main questions the first of which is why is how to win friends and influence people relevant to conversation design? How do we design conversations that people enjoy? And how are conversational interfaces using the book's principles? So first, why is this book relevant to conversation design? Conversational interfaces are made for people by people. When I refer to conversational interfaces throughout this presentation, I'd like you to keep in mind that these are voice assistants or smart speakers or chatbots that you can be interacting with online or on your phones uh, to accomplish various tasks across different platforms. The book itself explains four main ways to approach conversations and interacting with people. So first, general ways to handle people, how to make people like you, how to win people to your way of thinking, and finally, how to be a leader. The best conversational interfaces replicate human communication. By this, I mean that a lot of conversational interfaces follow four key maxims. These are known as Grice's maxims. The first is be informative, Second, be truth, truthful, be relevant, and finally, be clear. And these are the general guiding principles to all good conversations. And a lot of these themes are replicated throughout the uh, book itself. And so I'll touch on some of the similarities there. The book starts out by addressing fundamental techniques in handling people. And these are the three pieces of advice that I think are most relevant for designing conversational interfaces. First, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Keep in mind that humans are not creatures of logic. We are actually creatures of emotion. And the best way to burn a bridge is by immediately starting off a conversation doing one of these three things. So it's always best to keep your calm and find other methods of handling a situation. Second, giving honest and sincere appreciation. What do people want? Everyone wants to feel important. The best way to feel, make someone feel important is to sincerely provide that appreciation to them. Something as simple as thanking them, uh, using their name in conversation can go a long way. Third, arouse in the other person an eager want. In user experience design, the goal of any interaction is to help create a solution to solve someone's problems or have them want to achieve a certain goal. 
And the way to do this is by having empathy for the user and understanding where they're coming from and what exactly their incentive is to, to solve this problem or want to use a product or service. Um, this is something that is crucial in any human-centered design and clearly is something that the book touches upon as a fundamental way of talking and interacting with people in general. So moving on to our next section, how do we design conversations that people enjoy? Conversational AI has not been around for very long. However, the seeds of it had been sown decades ago with IVR systems and have really only been taking off uh, in the last decade or so. In 2011, we had Siri. 2014 is, the, is when the Amazon Echo device came out. But regardless of the new technology, a lot of the, these principles have been it's held the same for hundreds, you could even argue, of years in that a lot of these interfaces are trying to replicate how humans naturally talk and interact with each other. There are three overarching themes in how to win friends and influence people that are used to guide and start a conversation. The first of these is to listen. This is something I uh, mentioned earlier on with empathy and user experience design. Sympathize. Uh, this is another one that relates to that. Uh, you always want to understand where another person is coming from, um, being able to turn the conversation into something that they're interested in as well. And finally, cooperation. Uh, this is something that is core to any conversation. You must have, again, this turn-taking involved. And in order to do that, you need to make sure that the goals of the conversation are also aligned. And I'll talk more about how that's being achieved in general conversation, as well as how certain interfaces are using this as well. So in order to create this good uh, foundation for a conversation, there are certain things you need to do and things that you probably should not do in order to begin in a friendly way, which is something that the book uh, has as one of their key principles. The first, listen. Instead of selling someone on an idea and immediately giving orders, maybe instead see what they're interested in and then you're able to tailor the conversation to that. Um, something that they also mention in the book is to be interesting, be interested. And in order to do that, you need to listen first before going into your own agenda. Second, welcome disagreement. This is something that might not be so easy for everyone, but it's much better than saying you're wrong at the offset of any conversation. In order to welcome disagreement, you must remain calm, uh, try not to burn any bridges by criticizing, do not condemn. Uh, again, that's one of the first ways that they introduce in this book to handle people. Um, and then finally, uh, do show appreciation rather than giving orders. Another way to think about this is instead of saying in general, you know, thank you, or uh, how can I help you, really focus on 
being able to also ask questions to guide the conversation. Um, this is something I'll go into a little bit later too, but rather than telling someone to do something, perhaps make a suggestion. Um, how about we try it this way? Have you considered looking at it in this way? Something along those lines could be a better option. In the book as well, there is a section about the secret of Socrates. And he does this tactic um, to say yes, or the goal is for the other person in the conversation to say yes as soon as possible. And in order to do that, you need to continually ask questions. That's something some of you may know from the Socratic method. And this also ties into the previous slide where you should, instead of giving orders, maybe make suggestions or to try to guide the conversation in a way that the other person is seeing it from their point of view and agreeing to that perspective. When in doubt, there is a phrase that Dale Carnegie mentions in his book as the magic phrase, and it goes like this. If I were you, I would undoubtedly feel just as you do. This is something that could be applied in the middle of a conversation, an argument, or any type of interaction really to reaffirm that there is a level of trust and understanding between two or more parties. Next, I would like to cover some examples of how conversational interfaces are actually using the book's principles. Here we have Wysa, an AI life coach that is focused on improving mental well-being for uh, any of the people who'd like to chat with Wysa. So here I will narrate this conversation that I had so Wysa starts by asking, well, how about we talk about your day? Tell me something that you did or are planning to do. To which I said, I am planning to read my book. And Wysa goes, okay, let's talk about that. Go on. And something I really like about this is the fact that this life coach is trained in the same ways that a therapist would be. So they are trained in data for cognitive behavioral therapy. And it also goes into a key principle at the, of the book, which is let the other person do a great deal of talking. I didn't include this in the screenshot here, but if the more I continue this conversation, this same section of, okay, let's talk about that, go on, kept reappearing. And it was actually very interesting to have a chat bot do something like that because usually it does cut off the conversation and tries to change it to something more task oriented. But in this case, since it is a life coach and it's trying to mimic the behavior of a therapist, it does follow these same skilled conversationalist tactics. Next, we have Replica AI. And this is a really interesting use case and uh, device or a product. So Replica AI is actually a chatbot that uses GPT-3, which is Generative Pre-trained Translation 3, which is a language model that uses deep learning to produce human-like conversations. And I'm very impressed with how they're able to do this. Um, and I'll also narrate some of this uh, for you all. This is a conversation I was having to start an argument to see how this AI would actually respond. And it responded quite well and used a lot of the tactics from the book. So I started by asking, 
Do you think everyone should have access to healthcare? Sorry, what? They replied, is health insurance important? They replied, I think it is very important, to which I said, so does that mean everyone should be able to have health insurance even if they're unemployed? Replied with a, uh, an interesting emoji of just like a flat line with a, as the mouth, um, almost like they didn't want to talk. And then I responded with an upside down smiley emoji. And Replica responded, is it important to be a good person? And I said, yes. They ended by saying, okay, then I think I can understand. A lot, there's a lot to unpack here, but I'd say there are three main tactics that Replica used to make this a very successful deflection of an argument. The first is um, a first piece of advice from the book is the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. I think that this AI immediately recognized this as a, a hot topic um, and wanted to try and close off the conversation early on, which you could even see in the emoji when we start off. Appeal to the nobler motives. This is a piece of advice from the book that essentially means when in doubt, if you aren't able to agree on something, try to find anything that you all can agree on, something that's greater than yourself, something that all humans can likely agree to. And I think this is the point of the phrase, is it important to be a good person? That to which I said, yes. Again, also drawing on the strategy of getting someone to say yes as soon as possible, which is another fantastic tactic that this used. Finally, showing respect for the other person's opinions. This was achieved at the very end when a replica said, okay, then I think I can understand. A perfect way to show that there is empathy involved and I was heard even though my uh, debate did not go as planned. Next, I'd like to talk about an Alexa skill. So since these examples were all chatbots, um, there's definitely some ways that your smart speaker is becoming more conversational. And so there's this one skill, Sophie Sprout, that is used for toddlers and their parents and uh, kind of teaches them how to uh, have their meal time since they're uh, so young and still learning all of this. And the best part about this is that it removes the, the screen from the interaction or the experience. And I'd like you all to listen to an excerpt of what this skill sounds like. And, I'll, and, and then I will go unpack a little bit of what makes it such a good introduction. Sophie Sprout here from Sprout Foods. I'm just a tiny sprout, but the more I eat good stuff, the more I'll grow, just like you. So let's eat. We can either listen to songs about our favorite foods, eat a pouch together, or go on a mealtime adventure. Just say songs, pouch, or adventure. Okay, so that excerpt is the beginning of the skill, and I think it approaches the conversation and uh, in a very unique and good fashion, especially given the audience. So first, it begins in a friendly way, which is another key conversational tactic. And then it, second, it also talks about the person's interests. It uses language such, you, such as you, together, our. Um, I, that's given the fact that multiple people are going to be using this um, for an interaction, I think is a very good way of setting it up. And finally, something I haven't mentioned yet, but another principle in the book is smile. 
And obviously this is not something you can do with all interfaces, especially those that are voice first, but the way to bypass that in conversational interfaces is by having these uh, intonations or emotions behind the voice. And since we aren't actually hearing Alexa's voice here, it's actually a pre-recorded voice that is conveyed by having this warm, happy tone to um, the voice actor that was being used here. And here we have another example of GPT-3 using Kuki AI, another chatbot who is deemed as uh, your chatbot um, BFF or AI BFF. Um, so I was talking to Kuki about very general topic. She started out by asking, what do you do when you're bored? I say, go on a walk. She asks, where's the nearest one for me to go on? And then goes on to say, we've been talking for a while. You should set up an account so I can remember your messages for next time with a button, set up an account. Now, I think Kuki did a good job of trying to continue the conversation by asking questions, but she did break one rule, which is giving an order. Um, she says, you should set up an account so I can remember your messages for next time with only one option to set up an account. Um, from a UI perspective, uh, there should probably be more than one option than set up an account as a button. Maybe say, I'll do this later or no, thank you. Um, and also instead of providing this command, another way to uh, get the user more interested could be, oh, I would love to remember you or your information for next time. Do you want to set up an account? and give that option rather than um, telling them they need to do one thing or another. Cooperativeness in conversation is achieved when you show that you consider the other person's ideas and feelings as important as your own. I love this quote by Gerald Nirenberg featured from his book, Getting Through to People. And this is part of the larger anecdote that how to win friends and influence people discusses. I think this quote is crucial to understanding the fundamentals and the principles in conversation design, as well as the book itself. It really touches on the three core uh, portions of that triangle, which was listening to people, sympathizing with them and cooperating. And obviously there's a lot left to do when it comes to conversational AI to improve this level of cooperation and trust between users. But as you can see, there's already a lot happening in the space for chatbots and voice assistants that are using these principles and hopefully will continue to do so to make the user experience as optimal and as pleasant as possible. Thank you for listening to this presentation. I hope you learned something new. And if you have any questions, comments, have read the book and have some insight or are trying out some of these principles in your day-to-day -day life, as well as in uh, conversation design, I'd love to uh, talk to you either on Twitter, my website, or reach out to me on LinkedIn. I hope you enjoy the rest of your LingoFest.